Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Ethicast. I'm your host, Bill Coffin. The William G. McGowan Charitable Fund is a philanthropic family foundation established in 1993 to perpetuate the philanthropy and ethical leadership of entrepreneur and telecommunications executive William G. McGowan. The McGowan Fund promotes and advances initiatives in education, human services, and healthcare and medical research. Through the McGowan Fellows Program, the fund partners with leading graduate business programs to imbue future leaders with a framework for ethical decision-making and to establish an ongoing dialogue on the importance of ethical business practices. With me today to discuss the challenges and opportunities of advancing values-based leadership in the modern ethics economy are two guests from the McGowan Fund, Board Director Gertrude C. McGowan and Interim Executive Director and Fellows Program Director Brian Peckerel. Gert, Brian, thanks so much, so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here on the Ethicast. Gert, I'd like to start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about the McGowan's Fellow Program? Uh, it sounds like an amazing program, and I'd love to learn a little bit more about it. It is an amazing program, and it is V2. It's version two of um, our attempt to make an impact in higher education. When we originally began, we wanted to have some sort of an impact on individuals who needed some financial help in pursuing their education. And we had tens of um, schools, uh, colleges, and it was we, we took all comers, and any school that applied would get a $10,000 scholarship, and they would be able to choose the student or students, sometimes up to two students, who would benefit from the scholarship. When we looked at the impact, we realized while we were giving lots of scholarships and making a lot of people's lives a little bit better, we wanted to do something a little more in the vein of our uncle, our founder, William G. McGowan. He was a, a, a just a giant in the in the telecommunications industry, but started out with very hardworking, modest roots in Irish Catholic family. Mother was a teacher. All of his brothers and his sister went to school um, with some help through the GI Bill or some scholarships. And he finished King's College, Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, went to Harvard for his MBA and could not finish. He simply ran out of money. His second year of, of his MBA program, um, thankfully, um, through a scholarship known as the Baker Scholarship at the time is what enabled him to finish his MBA. So we decided that we wanted to make a program that might be able to find the next Uncle Bill or give the next entrepreneur um, or ethical leader a chance. So we modeled the program as a second year MBA scholarship. And we went from there. And the program, through a lot of Brian Peckerel's leadership, has become what it is today. It is a fantastic program developing ethical leaders. Brian, the McGowan Fund and Ethosphere both share a common interest in promoting ethical values-based leadership. So I'd love to know from you, how would you characterize the overall state of values-based leadership today, especially in the business world? Yeah, that's a great question, Bill. What I'd say is it's in demand. When we look at the Edelman Trust Barometer, uh, we see that trust in institutions has been decaying. Businesses are ahead of, of public institutions, but not by much. But what we see is that the, the general public, specifically led by the youngest generations, they are sincerely driven to work for organizations that have ethical leadership and buy products that benefit both businesses and society. Uh, these same individuals, when asked, they're saying that they're prioritizing businesses that have ethical leadership ahead of those who support CSR. What I'd say is businesses are hearing this call and they're responding. Everyone knows in 2019, the Business Roundtable published its purpose of a corporation, saying that businesses must track their societal impact. When we talked to Corn Ferry, one of the largest corporate 
uh, search firms in the world, they are considering ethics in their hiring of, of individuals. So while the there's a demand for ethical leadership, I think the, the, the corporate sector is starting to respond. And what is clear is those businesses that prioritize ethical leadership, they're going to succeed and see higher business profits. You know, and I know, and Gert knows the value of ethical values-based leadership. But I think, you know, one of the most disheartening things to see in today's business integrity environment is when you see someone who appears to have reached a very high position of power, wealth, success, et cetera, um, but they haven't appeared to have shown much honesty or integrity along the way. Uh, so what would you say to someone who sees such a thing and starts to think, you know, maybe honesty and integrity, they don't matter as much as I thought they did? I would say that what we're seeing is ethics are good for society, but ethics are also good for business. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we presented our second Ethical Leader of the Year Award at the Society for Human Resource Management uh, annual conference in Las Vegas. Uh, our winner this year was Ed Bastian, the CEO of Delta Airlines. Since he became CFO about two decades ago and into his time as CEO, Delta has dealt with a myriad of major challenges. Uh, in the late 2000s, they filed for bankruptcy. Certainly, that was a low point. But they hit rock bottom during the pandemic. And what Ed told us is that these opportunities revealed his character. Uh, in the mid-2000s, they, they really embraced empathy, listening to their frontline staff and the challenges that they were facing through bankruptcy. And through this, they developed a generous profit-sharing program. During the pandemic, they blocked off the middle seat in their rows so that everyone had a little bit more space. Now, of course, this benefited the customers, but they did this for the staff so that they could feel safe while they're flying and understand that there was some level of social distancing on these flights. They became very creative in their approaches to ensure that while they weren't flying and they weren't bringing any money in, individuals could continue to have health insurance during this really trying time. Ed told us that he obsesses over his people so that they can obsess over the customers. And what we're seeing is Delta's finances are very strong. Uh, on top of all of this, Delta and the airline industry has never been safer. So what we're seeing is that Delta's embrace of ethics hasn't just benefited the people and customers, but it's invested, it's benefited the investors and shareholders as well. One of the most interesting things about the McGowan Fellows Program um, is how it takes this really truly long-term view of building uh, business integrity. You know, it's talking about you know getting leaders before they even become leaders and kind of really developing them to be somebody that's going to really help to shape the environment years and years down the road. So, I guess in that vein, what advice would you have for ethics leaders who are, are trying to instill a similar you know long-term uh, effect in their organization, leaders who are trying to move the needle within their own organization on ethics and compliance. I think a mistake that is made is sometimes we view the business decision-making process as large and our code of conduct, our ethics is small. And it's actually the all of it, hiring the right leaders, being the right leaders, um, having an entire, your entire culture should be one of ethics and leadership. Uh, Uncle Bill would say that it wasn't, he wasn't successful despite his ethics, but also because of his ethics. I, the way he, again, I mentioned before, Irish Catholic, hardworking upbringing, his dad 
was an engineer on the railroad. His mom was a, a teacher and he just always tried to do the right thing for the little guy, viewed himself as the little guy, often compared to da the David and Goliath story when he took on Ma Bell. And he did not look at, I'm not going to say that it wasn't wonderful and pivotal in the career and the success of MCI Communications, but when he looked at the monopoly that was there, he thought it was unfair to the common man not to have the competition, to be paying more, um, to have communications, and he just wanted to do the right, right thing. So yeah. while it sounds simple about doing the right thing, it needs to be broad and penetrate the entire organization. From a career development perspective, and I think one of the things that I find so fascinating uh, about the McGowan Fellows Program uh, is how it really, it's offering uh, you know, future leaders, whether they're in ethics compliance or not, a really great opportunity to kind of supercharge their career from the very beginning. So from that perspective, uh, but especially, you know, thinking of, of future ethics and compliance professionals, how would you say that an early understanding of ethical business practice, especially, you know, whether it's through the McGowan Fellows Program or, or a similar, you know, apparatus, how does that understanding set up business leaders for success? That's a great question. Um, the way I think it sets it up is it becomes ingrained in their thinking. It's very, it's the very fiber of their training. It's the very fiber of how they're learning. And when that is how you're learning your principles of, you know, all these great M MBA concepts, you're also learning ethics alongside of it. And we have a very uh, practical program and we, we, we immerse the individuals who are participants in real experiences. And Brian can certainly talk to you more about that, but we have them go through an ethical experience in addition to classroom training. So in the very essence of their being a participant in the, in the McGowan Fellows Program, they're learning to act in a way that is ethical. So I hopefully, hopefully there's no other way for them to act, but from the very beginning of their career, they're, they're just um, immersed in it and then ethics become a way of life for them. Because truthfully, isn't that how it has to be? Indeed. Indeed. Brian, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I would say that when we are teaching leadership, specifically eth ethical leadership, we're thinking of leadership as three components. Direction, those are your goals and objectives that you set. Alignment, creating tactics to achieve those goals and objectives. And commitment, that's the establishment of guardrails for what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. We believe that ethics really fits into that commitment piece of leadership. The problem with a lot of educational models that teach leadership is the paradox is that when leaders need commitments, they need ethics the most, uh, these, these problems are, ch are novel, they're new, and they've never encountered them before. And to compound this, these individuals have learned leadership in structured classroom environments where they haven't had to firsthand confront these challenges. So what we've tried to do during the McGowan Fellows Program is to create an experiential engagement, one in the society. We work with not-for-profits that are, are working within areas of, of homelessness and of um, low-income individuals where one decision might lead to somebody being laid off. One decision might be lead to someone losing their retirement savings. We try to create this environment that fellows will have their, their values challenged and that they can encounter problems that are new to them. So when they enter the business world and they have to make challenging business decisions, they'll know how it affects others. And they'll also have had that experience working in kind of complex, challenging environments that have that challenged their values in the past. Where can folks go to learn more about the McGowan Fund and all of its various programs? 
Absolutely. Our website is the William G William G McGowan fund.org. Uh, absolutely check it out. And I'd be glad to talk to anyone that's more interested in the McGowan fund or the McGowan fellows program. Well, you guys are doing really worthy work and I'm so glad I got a chance to talk with you today uh, to learn a whole lot more about it. So uh, Gert and Brian, thank you very much for joining us today. And thank you for sharing your insights with our audience. Thank you for having us, Bill. Our pleasure, Bill. Thank you. Well, I'm Bill Coffin, and this has been The Ethicast. For more episodes, please visit the Ethosphere YouTube channel at youtube.com slash ethosphere. And if this is your first time enjoying the show, please be sure to like and subscribe either on YouTube or on our various podcasting platforms at Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon Music. And if you want to learn more about the many different projects and programs that are going on at Ethosphere, including the world's most ethical companies, the Global Ethics Summit and other events, the Business Ethics Leadership Alliance, and our data benchmarking platform, The Sphere, please sign up for our bi-weekly newsletter, Ethosphere Insights, at ethosphere.com slash newsletter. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, remember, strong ethics is good business.